Welcome back to another episode of the Diamond Studios Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Collins, also the CEO of Diamond Studios, right here in Tacoa, Georgia. Today, we are joined by Brandon Davis. He is currently on tour, and we were lucky enough to have him right before his show at the Ritz Theater right here in Tacoa, Georgia. So stay tuned as we talk more about his music career and upcoming events. Enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Diamond Studios podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Collins, today, and today we have a special episode. We are joined by the one and only Brandon Davis. What's up, man? What's going on, Brandon? How you doing? Uh, we're doing great, man. Sweet. I'm excited to have you on, dude. I'm excited to be down here. It's my first trip down in this area. I have so many questions. I'm, like, holding back. <laughs> it happens all the time. I don't know. I just get so excited, and... I don't know. You're on the brink of like insane things. Like, man, it's still. Uh, what's crazy is that we we look at everything that's happened in the past year and a half, and I still have to like say to myself, okay. It's actually happened. You're not like none of this is fake. Nobody's tricking you. But. The amazing part about it is there's so much more to accomplish, so many more steps to go that it's it's just easy to keep. Mm. I won't say it's easy to keep pushing, but it's easy to feel the drive to keep pushing because there's always that that next step to say, look, we're not done. We got to keep staying at it. So that is that's such a good point. Like motivation becomes more natural. That I've never thought of it like that. <laughs> wow, nice. Okay. Um, so real quick, as always, we have we have an ad, and uh, today's ad is your tour. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you have uh, today you have a show in Tacoa, which is where which is where we're at. Yes, sir. I I want to know how you found. How did you wind up here? And, Man, social media is a powerful thing, and the they they reached out to us and said, "Hey, look, we would love for you to come down here and do a show," and we said, "Look." You know, sounds like an area we ain't been to, and we've got a lot of folks down in Atlanta that we know are hanging out on uh, yeah. a lot of the streaming services, so tell them to come out. We'll come down there and do a show, and here we are. Oh, yeah. So. Okay, so uh, that's amazing. I love the Ritz. I love them. Um, what else you got going on? What's your next shows? Man, let's see. We've got this coming week, we'll be back in Chattanooga playing a local show at Westbound. We'll be... Uh, We'll be traveling. Let's see, a little bit of here, there, and everywhere. I'm I'm not the best keeping up with tour schedules. I've got a Same. I've got a Google Calendar, and a very 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 intelligent wife that keeps me kind of up to date. But for anyone that's wanting to figure out where we're going, if they go to brandondavismusic.com, we've got a full list of the tour schedule as well as links to get tickets to every one of the shows if there are tickets. Yes. And if it's free, it tells you it's free, but. No matter what, free, ticketed, it's worth the drive. We try to have a good time and just crank up some good music and enjoy everybody's, yeah. everybody's company. And merch. Yeah, and merch. And, and merch. merch. It's a whole lot of, whole lot harder if we got to fly somewhere for merch. But anywhere we're drivable, we, we bring as much as we can haul. That makes sense. My, oh. my apologies to California for the small suitcase we brought. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. The internet exists for a reason. Exactly. And specifically for Brandon Davis merch. That's why it's here. <laughs> all right. So real quick, let's do a uh, like a quick um, get to know you type thing. Yeah. Um. So so far, 
I have, um, I lost my list. I don't know. I don't know what I did with it. So right now I have three, um, three things. Oh gosh. Specifically for you. All right. Ford or Chevy? Chevy. Yes. And I drive a Ford. So. Yes. I'm a Chevy guy. I, I'm a, I've always why. been a Chevy guy because of my dad, but Ford has been the more spacious truck, I would okay. say. As far as hauling the family around, I've definitely had a lot more luck with carrying all four kids and two adults and sometimes a dog in the uh, in the Ford that we got, but Chevy's always been the true heart. Yeah. Okay. I like you that much more. <laughs> um, stay in, go out. I go out just because I'm a sucker for going out to eat. Okay. <laughs> I'm a sucker for a good restaurant. Yeah? Who cooks, you or the wife? Both. Depends. Really? It, nice. Yes, it depends on who has got who has got the largest child load at the time. This makes sense. Yep. Whoever's less distracted, that's who makes it to the stove. <laughs> my wife might let me cook anything. <laughs> I have to, like, force my way in. Be like, yo, I'm cooking today. She's like, whatever. I yeah. just I just started a, a new kind of nutrition plan, and I was like, I'm going to Publix. I'm getting steak. I'm getting chicken. I'm getting jasmine rice. She's like, and you getting a pot and a pan and a spatula. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> I was like, but I, I really, it, it's gotten to where here lately I've, I've come to enjoy it a lot because the kids come up and they're like, well, what are you cooking? I was like, something that's actually healthy for all of us. And we're all going to eat it. It's like yeah. no McDonald's today. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. It's gonna mm. be good food, good chicken, good stuff, man. So there is a difference though. Once you yeah. get off that fast food and you go into like healthy, man. Oh yeah, that makes you feel better. It does. it does. It's been really hitting it hard this past week. It really makes you feel better. Yes. Makes yeah. your body not feel so tired even when it is tired. And I keep. Telling my kids, I'm like, you realize you're going to stay this size forever if you don't start eating, like, the food that I'm trying to get you to eat. No, we won't. I was like, well, you ain't getting much bigger, are you? <laughs> Still shorter than me. That's but. a good one. Still <laughs> shorter than me? How old are they? Five? Uh, six, five, six, four, five. two. Oh, yeah. 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 They have no excuses. I've, I've got they the could AT, totally be I've got the AT&T bars out here. <laughs> are you a stick family on the back of the car? We we could be if we oh, okay. if we get the, we used to have the uh, we used to have that sticker on one of her old vehicles and we have yet to replace it on the new Bronco or the Ford. Yeah. So we we saw a family the other day. Not joking. They had they had three dogs though. They had an entire family going across the whole back windshield. Oh wow! I was like, that's too much. I was like a fifteen passenger van. I was like, that's too much, man. We saw a little bitty sticker, and it got down to the last one. It was supposed to be the little baby boy with, like, an alfalfa sprig for a hair coming up. And Destiny's looking at it going, do they have a rooster? She said, I see the mom, the dad, the daughter, but that looks like a rooster. Oh, like, my gosh. Like, it's it's the baby <laughs> with a little curly hair at the top. She goes, it looks like the rooster's head i was like no they did not put the rooster in the family lineup of stick figures all right i'm i'm dying inside because i know that would be my wife 
Not to necessarily point out that it could be a rooster. She'd be the one to put the rooster <laughs> on on the car. We had a oh my gosh, we had a chicken named Nugs. Oh wow! And uh, she trained the chicken to like run up and jump into her arms. It was weirdest yeah, thing insane. ever. Yeah, it was really weird. And then a raccoon got it and named it Nugs. Yeah, I, I'm dying over here. It was great, man. It's fantastic. But um, my wife's name is Destiny. As well, so that threw me through. Really? Yeah. Well, that, that threw me through a loop. That is that it's something I don't get to see very often. So. Yeah, she just spells it weird. It's like N E E at the end. It's, I don't know. Well, she doesn't spell it weird. It's her parents' fault. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, ballad or full band? Hmm. This is a hard one. Man, it depends on the mood. Because, I mean, in a real intimate setting where you're really getting to connect with people. Yeah. I love I love a ballad just sitting down on a stool with a guitar and a mic. But there's other atmospheres you get into where the crowd's really pumped and you really feel the energy in the room. Yeah. And you want that hard bass lick in the back. You want somebody crying a steel guitar to the side of you and a drummer that's really hitting every single kick. So... It's it's an energy thing, man. If if the energy's leading towards, hey, look, we're all here to party. Let's let's crank out the band. If that energy leads toward, that's true. We're here to listen to the songs, and we really want to be here for the music. Put me on a stage with a stool, a guitar, and a mic, and I'm good to go. Hmm. For so. me, it's a setting thing. So like, if I'm in the studio, I'm gonna do ballads. Like, whenever y'all pulled up, I was on the piano. It's like, oh my gosh. But if I'm on like, if I'm on a stage. I'm a band guy. I don't know why. <laughs> um, all right. And the last one is, what do you enjoy performing more, covers or originals? Oh, originals. Yeah. All day. Yeah, that was And that's just one. because I love being able to tell a story instead of having to retell a story. Mm. Now, don't get me wrong. There is a, there is a long list of songs that for years uh, we had a little Opry house out in Birchwood, Tennessee that we had started back in like 2010. And for years, that's all we played was, you know, the late great covers of country yeah. legends. And I loved it. That's what my dad did for years. It's what I watched him do the entire time I was growing up. But it finally got to the point that I was writing my own stuff, and I really wanted to share that stuff with everybody. And I was like, look, hey, this ain't a George Strait song, but this is a song that I feel really strongly about, and I would love for you all to hear it. And now I get to go from saying that to a small group of people in the middle of nowhere yeah. to being able to share that with countless numbers of folks that a lot. it's, it's been, it's been amazing to watch something like that, that you never really dream of getting right. to chase, be able to grow into something that you can actually show the world. Like, Hey, look, I am so proud of this and I cannot thank you all enough for being a part of it. That makes a lot of sense. Mm. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. I, oh man, do you ever get those, like the, especially during release time for a song, do you ever get that feeling of like, um, this is too personal? Honestly, no. No. Just because on our end, like my dad told me when I first wanted to write a song, I was like, I really want to write a song because I found a whole box. He had a little black box that he kept in the closet and it was all these different pieces of paper that were stapled. And I said, what are these? He goes, they're songs I wrote. He said, and I stapled them up so that, you know, nobody can just open it and steal what's in them. They'd have to rip the staples to show it, and that would break mm -hmm. the seal. 
And I was like, well, how do you write a song? And he just sat down and kind of walked me through it. And he said, the biggest thing you got to remember is that you're telling a story. He said, people don't want to just, you know, mindlessly listen to whatever words are coming out of your mouth. They want to understand why you're saying That's it. That's true. And telling that story and really finding that connection was what it was about. And when it comes to releasing songs, like our song Destiny is very personal. That's my life yeah. written into a song. But so many people have come out and said, look, it's not my story, but I relate because this and this and this happened to me, and this is how my life formed. So getting to hear that this is how somebody else's story kind of folded together makes me picture how it would be for myself. So that's that's why I feel like sharing those personal notes. I mean, Eminem, for example, he's mm -hmm. one that has done it his entire career. Yeah. Literally shared his life with a pen, paper, and a microphone. <laughs> yeah, constantly. Yeah. And I, I love being able to say that that's what we do. I mean, we connect with a broader audience, and then we'll connect down a specific avenue to say, look, I'm just connecting with y'all to say this is me. Yeah. We're not trying to, you know, make some fancy character up say, hey, come listen to this, guys. Just look, this is us. This is the music we play. We really hope that y'all are connecting with it like we are. And I think that's... I think that's what we need. Honestly, we have so many fake, like without getting too crazy, because I have to be careful. I own a studio. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> just kidding. Um, no, it's the the artists that are real. Man, I don't know. It's, it is. It's that connection you're talking about, where like your life, you know, is a story, you know, and everyone else's is as well. And there's gonna be parts in there that intertwine, yep. like as far as uh, like relatable terms. And uh, I, I admire that a lot. So let's jump into uh, what got you into music. So you've talked a lot about your dad. Your dad. Oh, yeah. Big, well, big role. It's, it's crazy because music, whenever I say I grew up in a musical family, like my dad had it all around us growing up from the time I was born. He grew up in a house where, like, my mama and papa were traveling uh, the, the, traveling around church to church. You gotta love tongue tie. Yeah. Um, but they were traveling around church to church and my papa would be on the guitar and mama would be on the tambourine and he'd sing lead. She'd sing harmony or vice versa. And they'd go around like a little Johnny and June to different churches. Nice. And that got passed to my dad and my uncle. Uh, my aunt, my aunt always says, well, it always skipped me. So I can't figure it out. Them two got it all. <laughs> Daddy got Daddy got the voice and the instruments, and your uncle got the got the uh, instruments too. And I just I don't don't see where where I fit in in the mix of it. But it, it went through them and got straight to my generation with me and my brother, and really uh, really filled the house up from the start. That's and getting awesome. to watch my dad do gospel and country and playing, you know, all over the southeast, and he toured all over the country back before I was born with a. Uh, several gospel groups as a matter of fact and then i get older and he tells me a story about like opening for garth brooks back in 88 back before garth was really garth dang and it's it's just something that was kind of embedded into me before i even knew it was this is literally a generational thing oh yeah yeah from one to the next that's crazy passed down through stories and a guitar your kids better be ready oh trust <laughs> me they are 
I've got a two-year-old. That's awesome. I've got a two-year-old that knows the words to every song, a six-year-old daughter that's already writing down songs in her little notebook and carrying her pink guitar around, learning how to play on an app because she doesn't want me to teach her. She wants to figure it out. But she nice. uh, she shows me that there's already a spark there. My My other two boys, they aren't instrument-driven yet, but they're both constantly getting influenced, whether it's by my music or others. Like, I see them so much falling in love with different songs and like playing yeah. them on repeat on Alexa or getting YouTube music videos pulled up. And it's, I'm like, it's already started. It's there and the fire's just going to grow. Dang. That's awesome. They're already getting a taste of the tour life. Oh yeah. Which is they get, super fun. They get their fair share. If we could get past the car rides quicker, I think they'd, they'd be a yeah. whole lot happier, but like they always like, why, why can't we just like, can we just take a nap and be there? I was like, you take a nap and this is a quiet car ride you go for it <laughs> but they they love it when they get here because my my boys act like they're the little security team they always bring walkie-talkies to the show That's great. and uh my daughter feels like she gets to be operations manager of the merch table that's amazing. For anyone coming tonight, please do not pay with a $20 bill. She does try to say that she gets 20s and we get all the rest, so please pay in 10s and 5s. Noted. <laughs> but I'm going to pay uh, in only 20s. Oh, just, yeah. She is a super kidding. genius, man. She thinks she's got it all figured out. That's awesome. All figured out. But Wow. No, man. That, they, they love it, and the fact that they love it makes me love it even more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know there's the, the aspect of like, See, I don't have any kids yet, but I know like they say that what your kids love, you also love, you know, within reason. Um, But like, you know, that dynamic, I can only imagine that being super powerful. Like if they love your music, you love your music. And then you also have your wife behind you who is also investing into it. That's just, it just sounds like an unstoppable train. That's so far. It keeps on trucking. It's amazing. Like. I could spend a lot of time on that dynamic right there. Because um, family's important. Family's very important. And they're not always invested into your career. Um, not you specifically, but like in general. Um, people aren't always invested in their loved one's career. And so like the dynamic you have is special, dude. It is super special. Trust me, I know. It's mm. something that doesn't, it doesn't happen every single day. Yeah. And I am blessed by the Lord that I've got not one, but you know, five total. Yeah. That are all backing me. So it's a, <laughs> it's a, it's beyond a blessing. So they're obviously inspirational. Um, let's talk about your big inspirations. This can be musical. This can be family. This can be whatever. Who drives your music? Well, I mean, obviously it is my kids and my wife because they're, a, they're, they're the inspiration that says, look, you love what you do and we love you. We want you to, push this to the next level and that's where I'm constantly trying to create something that I feel like they can be proud of or like if my daughter and my son are at school and they're talking to their friends their friends are like oh wow you know that that's amazing and my kids can be proud of what they're being Mm -hmm. able to share with their friends but on another level too it's the fact of all the people that I've watched succeed in this industry and the success stories that they've got that show the hard work they put into it and the trials they had to go through and the climbs that they had to make yeah. to get where they're at. But the amazing music and the emotion 
that has been poured into so many hearts and so many people's lives just through the fact that somebody decided to sit down and write a song. Yeah. So. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's just a song. Never, never ceases to amaze me. And every day we, we sit down and we write stuff, me and friends and, you know, new writers that we come across. And I get done and I'm sitting there thinking, well, this is, that's another one that somebody might be waiting on that specific song. Somebody yep. might be needing to hear that. Yeah, literally impact anyone at yep. any moment. That's so powerful. Um, what about? All right, I'm gonna switch switch those with the highlight of your career so far, and a dream that you have. So start with your highlight. What's what's the highlight of your career so far? I gotta say the overall highlight was definitely getting the phone call from Tim McGraw to say, "Hey, do you want to go on tour?" And that's <laughs> just nuts. Yeah, trust me. I, it took <laughs> two days crazy. to really set in. Like I got the call. I was in the middle of a co-ride at the time, and I just knew I was supposed to be getting an important phone call. I said, hey, look, if I duck out, I'm going to mute. If y'all don't care to mute too, I'm going to go over here and take my call, and we'll be good to go. And uh, got the phone call, got that news, was absolutely mind-blown and had no clue how to really process it all. And then I, I was like, oh, wait, there's still two people over there on a Zoom that I have to go write a song with. <laughs> Let's go act normal. And so I had to sit down, not being able to say a word, and get right back into writing. Now, you caught it on camera, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every bit of it. And the next day, I sat down in the truck and was driving to the gym at about 5 o'clock in the morning. I was like, we're going on tour with Tim McGraw. It's like, this is actually happening. Like, that was all a real event. And Russell Dickerson's there too, as well. Yes, Russell, yeah. Russell Dickerson and Alexandria Kay, which are phenomenal names as well. Yep, it's, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a rocking tour. I mean, all seventeen stops. Gosh. It's gonna be nothing but a good time, and I cannot wait to to be able to get out there and all of us get to share our music with everybody. It's gonna oh. be, a, it's gonna be a summer to that remember. So exciting, dude! Oh my gosh! All right, so that phone call's your highlight. Um. And which that phone call is going to lead to probably a lot more highlights. That's that that would be the coming hope. up. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So what's your what's your overall dream? Like you can have anything. It's going to sound small in the biggest scheme of things, but I it's the moment where I don't only get to play at the Grand Ole Opry, but you know, hopefully one day become a member. Yeah. Of the Grand Ole Opry, just because to me. It's such a staple of country music. I mean, that's the church house it is. of country. Yep. And to be able to walk in there and say, look, I have earned my spot here, that I've you know, put in the time and the effort and the work to say that they believe I have the capability of getting in there and not only playing a show, but being a member yeah. of a, you know, a long line of legends before me's There's a lot. house. That would yeah. be out of this world. Yeah. That would, you'd be next to a lot of, a lot of big country names. Oh yeah, and it's Jeez. it's crazy to think. I mean, all the people that have have graced that stage over the years. Who's your favorite country guitarist? Uh, favorite country guitarist. Honestly, just because there's stuff that I've heard him play that I don't think anybody else could 
honestly say they could listen to it once and match, and that's Brad Paisley. Same. Okay, you said uh, Grand Ole Opry. I saw his performance. Oh yeah. Um, there, I was like, Good God Almighty! That yeah, guy that is man, he can make your guitar animal. melt. Yes. Right there in the middle of the stage, and still keep it going. Ah, my favorite duo still to this day is him and Jeff Gordon. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. It was like my childhood. But anyway, sorry, that was total side side tangent. Um, all right, so you got the call. Uh, you've been on tour already, and uh, you also did the COVID tour. Okay, <laughs> explain that because that's too cool not to. Okay, so, I mean, when we really got started doing all this, it was in the height of, you know, the pandemic really getting started, and there wasn't anyone really setting up new shows they were actually canceling a lot of bookings and so live gigs were few and far between but we were trying to find a way to keep you know keep trucking keep finding a way to play live shows so we pretty much told everybody hey look we want to set out and do some shows and we're gonna you know limit it to smaller crowds you know who's willing to have us come set up in your backyard and we'll just put on a concert right there on the back porch Call your friends and family, and we'll put on a little private show. And we called it the Backstage in Your Backyard Tour and went all over the the south and northeast playing pretty much a small little COVID tour in everybody's backyard for summer of 2020. I feel like that's (laughs) something that should stay a thing. It's it's really cool because it's, it's intimate. And it's a spot where you get to play the songs that you love and you get to really make a connection with everybody that's listening. It's not just playing to, you know, a large crowd of people that, you know, are there for the reason of listening to the music. But you're getting to say, look, hey, this is why I'm playing this song. You get to take a second to kind of break down like this is where the song came from. This is why I wrote it. And I still try to do that. Like, that's something I love about being a songwriter as well as trying to be an artist is the fact that I love telling people, Hey, the inspiration behind this song was this. And Mm -hmm. if you're connecting with it in this way, then, you know, we're, we're here for the right reason. And that's, that's what to me is special about a song is being able to not only give the message that the song is trying to portray, but why that song even came to be in the first place. Yeah. Which is important. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sitting here envisioning like a fire and just like friends and family around a fire and you just (laughs) out there jamming like actually I don't know that would have been fantastic to have because like a year and a half there was those didn't exist you know it was like it was was nuts you want to hear a really sad thought that I had it was a couple weeks ago but I think about it very often is because of like all the cancellations there's like there's so many like we just did the highlight of your life in the dream of your life, but there's a lot of shows that us as artists put on, right? And that's the highlight of a lot of people's lives. Like, how many highlights did we miss out on? How many highlights did other people miss out on? That scares me. It's I don't know. It's nuts to think about. I mean, when especially when you take into the fact that I mean, half of the well, more than half. I mean, the entire world nearly shut down Yeah, for a good yeah. while. And everything that was normal was now not normal. And a whole brand new version of normal 
had to be introduced. True. And I think what really shows it to me is when my kids started off this school year thinking that a mask being worn to school yeah. was something that they just did. I'm like, you realize, like, there was a time before. There was a time before this. Y'all didn't just have to wear a mask. Yeah. Which it's gotten a lot better in our area. And, it, you know, that's not so much a issue anymore. But when you think about stuff like that, it's just, it's crazy to think how something can turn your life around and how hard it can be to come back from. Yeah. And it's so, it's so simple. Like, it's like when you narrow everything down, it's such a simple thing. Yep. Like, it. So so small in the grand scheme of life, you know. Just a little blip. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's what our lives are. And yep. That's, yeah. Anyway, we can, a little blip in a long line of history, and we just yeah, we're just trying to survive in the midst of it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's it. Do what we're called to do and die. That's, yeah, exactly. That's, that's pretty much what it Hopefully is. Hopefully, do some do some living with a little bit of good music along the way. Yeah. Um. So real quick. Um. I brought up the tour stuff because I want to talk about tour dynamics with family. That's always fascinating to me because everyone that I talk to, they have a different way of balance. Like they do different things. Like some people do more outings whenever they're out on tour, they do more outings than they do like normally. Like they'll go to more movies. They'll go to more restaurants. Uh, some people just chill in the camper or chill in the hotel um, a lot more than they would if they just were at home. Um, what, what does that balance look like for you guys? So every time we take off on, on tour, if we, if we're able to take the kids with us, you know, we try to try to mix in a good amount of like something fun to do. Like it's not, Hey, let's take off, go to the show and then take off and come right back home. We try to like plan it out to where, Hey, let's go a day ahead of time. We're going to this area. There's this and this and this to do. And let's go enjoy it, and then we're going to have a show. We're going to stay somewhere, which you mentioned hotel or camping or anything yeah. like that to them, and they're hooked. They're they, yeah, they think they're that in. doing something like that is super fun and special. And so we try to, <laughs> yeah. Like, we took 16 vacations last year. Exactly. To, to them, that's what it is. Yeah, it's exactly. A, it's a miniature vacation. Yeah. And so that that's what helps keep a, a good balance when we're gone. And, you know, we've also got a great support system of grandparents for when, you know, maybe it's not something that the kids can go to or a place that they can easily get into or be around that's a safe environment. But when we're home, we try to, we try to make sure every day we have a well-time-slotted uh, portion where we're saying, look, where none of us are going to have tablets, phones, TV. Like right now is us time. We're all going to come together. I don't care if it's over a game of Uno. If we're all yeah. sitting down watching Encanto on That's healthy. Disney yeah. uh, Disney Plus, we're going to sit down and just enjoy each other for a little yeah. bit. And that's that to me, I love being able to see, because ours, honestly, with the tight age, age bracket that we've got between two to six. Yeah. To say that they don't fight is, you know, the biggest thing oh, yeah. in the world. They definitely fight. So yeah. <laughs> being able to watch whenever we're all coming together and they're all kind of sort of getting along for yeah. at least a few minutes. Yeah. That That's what I, you know, melts my heart a little bit, especially when the, the oldest <laughs> yeah. is helping the youngest or the youngest is finally kind of understanding what everybody else is doing right. and we can all kind of move on in harmony. That's 
to me, that's what I most enjoy. And it's those moments it, and the moments watching them fight. Like, I'm pretty sure some of the haymakers I've watched my four-year-old throw that made me think, well, you know, I hate that he just did that to his brother. But if he ever gets in a fight, that's a good thing to know. <laughs> so that's so that's how you have to look at it. That's <laughs> that's how you like I don't I don't have kids, but my oldest sister is 27. Like I'm 25 and then um next below uh is 18 and then next below is 13 and then 7. So there's a freaking 10 year gap between the yeah. youngest and the oldest. And um like us being in our 20s, we look back at like uh Ricky, my younger brother. Um like today, uh, before we came here, I went to his basketball game and, uh, he was like, some kid pushed him and he looked at him and was like, and I was like, okay, don't hit him. Don't hit him. Don't hit him. <laughs> and like, I had that, I don't know. It was like a weird, weird thing. But I, I looked back at the times where at school, um, whenever like we went through a, a short period of time where he was being bullied and he was just decking kids. Like he was just laying them out. And because he was, he's always been kind of short, but he's a firecracker, man. He's like, anyway, um, but like behind, oh gosh, I hope my parents don't listen to this. Um, behind my parents back, I would be like, boy, you do your thing, man. It's like, you got to stand your ground. And, uh, my parents were like, look, man, you got to calm down. And I was like, no, you got to lay them out. Cause you can't, you can't just be run over your whole life, you know? But, oh, that's that's Granger. You're describing my four year old to a T. Oh, he's, for real. <laughs> oh yeah, his his two year old brother's already catching up with him in height, so he he's coming to the realization that he ain't the biggest one in the room, but he is going to put on the biggest show to make sure that if any if anyone looks like they don't need to be messed with, it's going to be him. And that's why he's that's the one that's great. Throwing, he throws haymakers. He's the one over there doing you know mid air drop kicks and everything. Oh else. yeah, like RKOs and stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He'll come up and jump on your back and grab a hold of you and try to wrangle you down to the ground like he's he's, safe. he's got it down pat. He he's ready. He's safe. <laughs> oh, he's he's safe, but he's gonna be he's gonna be the one I have to worry about. Him and Malia, neither mm. one of them have any fear, and both of them are headstrong and yeah. very leader centric. And if anything's gonna happen, it's gonna happen exactly how they want it to happen, and they ain't gonna take no for an answer. Mm. So that to me, I'm thinking, well, they're gonna succeed. They're going to push and be driven to actually, you know, do what they're wanting to do. True. They're also going to start fights, but hey, <laughs> you know, we got to start somewhere. Hopefully they grow out of that though. Like, exactly. Hopefully it's not a lifelong commitment to just start fights. No. Oh my gosh. Hopefully that just sticks, sticks in, in with each other. Yes. They start fights yes. with each other all they want. I can pull those apart. That's true. Yeah, it's the other kids where it gets hairy. That's exactly that's where it, that's where it gets weird. Um, so in our last few minutes, all right, your social media is insane because I don't know. You've got like a hundred fifty something thousand on Instagram. You've got what? How many on TikTok? I have a funny story about TikTok. Uh, actually, one point six million, I think. Jesus. Are you serious? Yeah, 1.6 million TikTok, 174,000 Instagram. Oh, I was off by 20,000. Like 732,000 on Facebook, I think. Something like that. That's crazy. That's 
thanks to a lot of people that have jumped on board of a, wow. a train that we didn't know was ever going to take motion down the track. That is amazing. Um, that's just big numbers. Uh, <laughs> so um, I was at Ricky's basketball game, and uh, I was telling my my oldest sister, I was like, um, I was like, yeah, I gotta leave by uh, by at least one twenty at the very latest. And uh, she was like, why? I was like, cause uh, Brandon Davis is coming to this to the studio for an interview. And she was like, oh yeah. And then someone heard me say your name, and she said, who? I was like, uh, Brandon Davis. And she was like, the guy from TikTok. And then, I'm not joking, it was like another lady down the row was like, wait, Brandon Davis? And I was like, oh gosh, what's going on? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. But um, I was like, yeah. And then one lady didn't know that you were having a show tonight. And so I was like, yeah, he's having a show. You should come out. He's like, he'll be at the Ritz tonight. And uh, they were like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And then they went on and they were like scrolling through your TikTok. And I was like, this is crazy. Like... That was a moment where I was like, <laughs> all right, this guy's got a buttload of followers, and it's probably our whole town. Man, right? it's just crazy, Within though, because you, if you'd have talked to you know me a couple years ago and said, hey, look, this is what your, this is what your socials and what your career and everything is going to look like here in a couple of years, I'd have left. Yeah, because I mean, I'm I've never been a huge social media guy. Even shoot, I think majority of high school and college, I didn't even have a Facebook. Like I was the guy that started on MySpace. Very, very seldom got onto a Facebook when I finally got one, and then just ducked out. And I, I think I deleted Facebook for I don't even know how long until I finally wanted to reconnect with people. Uh, that I hadn't seen in several years and to see something like that to where now I'm like, well, it's not necessarily that I look at it as, Hey, this is Facebook. I look at it as say, look, this is a connection that I have to say, Hey, there's so many people out here that want to know, you know, where to find the music and how to connect with us. And this is our Avenue to say, Hey, here's us connecting with you. Here's us giving you a, you know, a peek behind our door into our life. And that's what I love. It's, you know, numbers are one thing and they, numbers are awesome and to see them climb is amazing. But it's looking at those numbers and realizing like that's people. That's people you have connected with, people that have said, I like what you're doing enough that I'm going to click a button and say, I want to be a part of this journey yeah. with you. Yeah. And that's what's special. So it's not the fact that it's social media. To me, it's just this is where the fans are sitting. We yep. can't see the fans every day, but this allows them to be able to come and be a part of the journey with us yeah. on a daily basis. And it's super entertaining. How, how <laughs> did, too. how did your, how did your wife, all right, she's got that whole like, um, uh, on the spot moment with you. Where oh, did yeah, that come from? Me. How did that start? Man. It, Is that nerve wracking? <laughs> it, it was, it was honestly not something that I think was ever, meant to be like a thing yeah. in the start. It was just, Hey, how can I, how can I catch him off guard and put him to the test to see what, you know, what we can That's awesome. get out of his country music knowledge. And I was standing in front of the fridge back when all this first started, I'm pretty sure I was like barefoot and basketball shorts, a cut off Captain <laughs> America shirt and my 
at the time, adult league baseball teams, ball cap, trying to grab a bottle of water at like 10 o'clock at night. And she comes running up behind me, baby, baby, baby. And asked me to sing all these different artists. And I'm sitting here like, oh, well, I guess she's actually wanting me to do this. <laughs> well, I start singing. And from then on, we saw like that was how people connected with us. They loved that kind of spontaneous, yeah. hey, let's see if she can trump him or not. Yeah. And so that's that has been my life. Yeah. For the past two and a half years at home, I just keep myself on the ready to, as soon as I hear, hey, baby, I'm ready to go. <laughs> Sometimes it catches me a little too off guard and it scares, de- scares me to death. She'll come up behind me and she'll holler out, hey, baby. And it's been real quiet in the room. And I'm just like, you know, trying to take the trash out or I'm trying to <laughs> live kinda, life. Kind you know, taking a couple of dishes from yeah. what I just ate to the sink. And I hear, hey, baby, come up behind me. And it shocks me. Lord have mercy. I was like, I'm telling you what, you got a hold of my heart in more ways than one. <laughs> I love you, and that's got a hold of my heart. And then you come up, and you nearly take that love and turn it into a heart attack. <laughs> but it's it's awesome because it the kids connect with it. Yeah, they it, always it's come all, running it's like, like a every new, video. Oh, yeah, trust me. Yeah, e- Easton heard it the other day, and she, as soon as he heard, "Hey, baby," you hear in the background, ah! and then <laughs> boom, takes off running. Both of the boys got to me before the dog got there, and the dog was like, oh, no, you don't. She comes up, both paws reared back, and just starts knocking, knocking little boys one. out of the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was barreling in like, nope, my daddy, get out of the way. <laughs> I'm the one going to get up here and sing. That is amazing. So and we put <laughs> we, we went back and looked at the video and put a slow-mo on, on our stories because you just see Dolly look at Easton and just... Boof, put that paw on his face like, get out of here. <laughs> oh, my <And> then, gosh. <laughs> Easton's like, excuse me? No. <laughs> you are my dog. It is not the other way around. Do you do voiceovers to these slow-mos? No, no, not oh, not yet. No, that, that, that's something that I, uh, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to look at taking a, taking a snap. Just snap putting out. some personification with a dog and a kid's thoughts like oh yeah excuse me what do you think you're doing that's amazing i love it man i love it i love it it. um so uh you just had a song drop on valentine's day of this year it's 2022 for those of you that are listening like years away um so we're in 2022 (laughs) uh you just had a song drop on valentine's day so february 14th it's called hearts don't rust yes sir so and uh it's amazing. Thank you. I love it. It's that storytelling yep. that, that you're talking about. And, um, man, I don't know. It gives me uh, – I don't want to offend any of you new country people, but it gives me that old feeling, you know? like um, that That's what I love. Like, it's it's real rooted in it because that's, that's what I grew up on. If my dad was playing it in his truck or playing it at the house or if we were playing it live. Yeah. Like it was, it was old country. Yeah, and I love giving old country new life and trying to, you know, give it a little bit of a modern twist to say, hey, you know, this mm-hmm. is what I grew up on, but this is also something that I feel like people would listen to now. Yeah, and you're doing a phenomenal job with it. <laughs> Thank like, you. Super good, because um, a lot of times it can come across as cheesy for like you know some artists yeah. I've heard. 
Um, but a lot of times it's just not done very well, but you have found that sweet spot. Like, I appreciate it. It is amazing. It's right up your alley. Um, but if you want to give us a, a little live performance, yeah. we'll do a, uh, a non-COVID backyard concert. Absolutely. Well, uh, this song is it's special to me, too, just because of the fact that I, I found the, the chorus kind of hit me out of the blue, and when I felt the message that was coming through it, finding the right story to connect it was the biggest thing, and I wanted to play it actually on a writer's round that we were doing the same night that I started writing it, and I looked at Destiny, I was like, I don't have it finished. I said, and I can't just go up there and play half the song. I'm like, you know, it ain't worth it like that. And we were on a two-hour drive to Nashville, and she's like, well, let's finish it. Uh, okay. Does she write too? Uh, she used to write a lot of poetry. So she's got That's she's awesome. got some very, she's got a very lyrical mind. Her biggest thing that she always tells me, she goes, I, I can help with words. She said, don't ask me for a melody. <laughs> She's like, I'm tone deaf. The melody don't That's come. That's awesome. I was like, but that we were able to, we were able to put the pieces together, and she was a big inspiration behind this song anyway. And it was, it was special to be able to have that time to flesh out something that was really meaningful. I feel like to a wider variety of people to say, look, everything that we've got around us. I mean, the microphone I'm talking into, the guitar I'm playing. And all the things we look to buy every single day, it's right. not stuff that's going to last forever. Everything has True. its limit in this world when it comes to material things, but love, it keeps going. Yep. And that lasted. So that's amazing. play a little bit of a hard Go for it. <clears throat> The suitcase and an old run-down bus stop, dressed to the nines in a suit and tie, holding a rose with a cardstock. I asked him where he was going. He said, "Just stand mile from here. There's a brunette beauty who's had my heart for more than fifty." Astonished at the thought <clears throat> that love can last that long. I asked him how he did it, and the words he spoke were strong. He said, I'd find that time don't stop. Every road has an end. Age brings rust to old Ford trucks and great years. No matter how old I am I swear on Father Time I'll love her long as the moon and stars Hang in those southern skies Your pictures fade, fires burn out Weekends never stick around You can't stop time and age ain't kind old Ford trucks but hearts don't rust Yeah Appreciate it man Oh my gosh That That chorus Is <laughs> A killer 
Oh my gosh. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you can go listen to the rest of that song. Actually, you can, but you need to. I gave you an option. You should just go do it. Um, go go listen to Brandon Davis. He's everywhere. Um, you find your music and uh, listen to Hearts Don't Rust. You can also look him up uh, through his website, brandondavismusic.com. He's got all of his links on there to his YouTube, uh, all of his socials and uh, merch, tickets for uh, for tours and tour dates, yep, all absolutely. that good stuff. So uh, y'all go check him out and keep supporting him because this is it's so refreshing. Uh, <laughs> man, it's so refreshing. Your music is phenomenal. And um, first of all, thank you so much for coming and, and being with us. Absolutely. Um, it means a lot that you took the time. It really does, like genuinely. And uh, best of luck to you on tour. And I hope and pray that, that big, big things come out of it. Um, I don't see why they wouldn't. Man, you got it. You Man, got it. I appreciate it. it. Really do. <laughs> but um, as for all of you listening, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we will see you guys next time. Peace out. Beautiful. Good deal. <laughs>